0: Hey, thanks for listening to X1039's What's New Now podcast. I'm Crowley, and I got a chance to talk to Jordan from the Beaches, who are performing Saturday night, if uh, if you're catching this podcast new, uh, for our big sweater soiree at the Black Sheep. We're so excited to see them. They've been blowing up lately, but they're not one of those bands that just blows up out of nowhere. They've been doing this for a long time. So, hey, let's talk to Jordan here. But before I do, I have to do the whole, don't forget to like and subscribe and talk about us on socials and say nice things about us to your family. If you want to come say nice things about us to our families as well, so they finally think we're good people, that'd be awesome too, but we won't demand it. Right here, I've got with me Jordan Miller from the Beaches. Uh, Jordan, can you hear me?
1: I absolutely
0: can. How are you, darling? Oh, not bad. How are you doing? You guys uh, just got done with a run of shows, didn't you? And you got more ahead of you.
1: Yeah, we did. We um, we did like a bit of a a bit of a hell run, but it was super <laughs> fun. We did, uh, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, and Tulsa, and played to like quite a few people. We got to play the Forum in Los Angeles, which is probably like the biggest show we've ever played in America, which is yeah. really fun. Yeah, I, um, it was great.
0: I like that uh, Minnesota, Oklahoma, and L.A. You really got like the full <laughs> run of America there, didn't you? Like that's pretty much everything, uh, except. It's- what yeah. Said, yeah, except for the mountains, obviously, Colorado Springs, which you'll be here uh, Saturday night uh, for a sweater soiree. We are so excited for it. Um, uh-huh. Hell yeah. Well, uh, and I got to say, you guys have such an interesting story over here. I have a, a ton of questions about that. But um, uh, I guess, first of all, uh, is there anything you're looking forward to? Have you been to Colorado, Colorado Springs before?
1: I think, actually, I have played Colorado Springs before. Is Colorado Springs technically where, like, South Park is based off of, or am I thinking of another town?
0: That is um, up near Denver. Uh, oh, and I'm, I'm blanking on it. Yeah, it's, there's an area called South Park. It has a more, I think it's, it's, like, kind of closer to Columbine and everything, so.
1: Yeah, but um, you, so I, um, Steamboat Springs I played. Oh, okay. Uh, we're the gonna.
0: Springs, we're I gonna guess. get all the springs here for you. You just have to do oh. Manitou springs too. Uh, well, yeah, we'll find if, We'll see if there are any other springs towns in here. We've got a lot of them, just water bubbling up from the earth. So I
1: love it. Well, I I, w- I went to Strawberry Springs the last time in Colorado. Ooh. But I, I didn't go to the naked one. I just went to the regular one. So okay. so- I'll go to the naked one
0: next time. There you go. It's you know, it's it's uh it's not a great time for nudity right now, I think, with the cold weather. So uh obviously uh I, I was gonna make a bad joke about the beaches and like cold weather and stuff, but we'll save that one there. So um so I was going through your guys' history. Um you guys have such a fascinating story. So I guess it's what? Uh Jordan and oh, I'm gonna forget your sister's name here. Uh, Kylie, that's it. Kylie, uh, and then you've got Leandra and Eliza uh, in the yeah. band as well. Um, but you guys have basically been doing this forever, haven't you? <laughs> like, you guys? Yeah,
1: you know, um, we we are still quite young, um, but we're, we've been really we've been working together like the four of us for about ten years, coming up on eleven years in January. Um, so we're quite we're quite we're absolutely veterans at this point. Um, you know, we had an early start. We started like playing gigs at midnight. Uh, I don't know how our parents let us do this. Like <laughs> when I was in grade 11 in high school, I was playing a midnight show in downtown Toronto um, every Wednesday night. And then having to go to school kind of hungover every day. Um, I very cool about
0: that. <laughs> yeah, what's, uh, what's the legal drinking age in Canada? Is it 21 or is it 18 up there?
1: It's a uh, different province to province. Oh, okay. But in my- which is Ontario, it's 19. So uh, I was definitely drinking underage and the, the establishment, I think, eventually caught on to how young we were because I still had braces, I think. that that oh,
0: Well... Uh, and you guys were so young. I, I was fascinated. So, like, one of the first iterations of your band was called Done with Dolls, and you guys were a Disney Channel band for a minute. That's right.
1: Canadian Disney, so so much worse. Oh,
0: Canadian <laughs> Disney. Oh, it's Mickey Mouse. Uh, is, Mickey, is it Mickey Moose up there? Mickey Moose. Eh? Mickey yeah. Moose, eh? What's that a boot? So, <laughs> yeah. I uh Yeah. I saw an article about that, and it was like a contemporary article, and it's it was so funny because it was so kind of like. Uh, condescending. It was like, oh, look at you. Oh, look at you with that big guitar. What's your guys' favorite color? And it was, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Like, so you've been through it. Uh, but I thought that was a fascinating thing because you guys kept having these moments where you kind of got close to breaking out. It didn't quite happen. And it feels like it's 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 really happening now. Do you feel like maybe you guys knew that it was too early because you didn't want to get like become child stars and have your lives ruined like does it feel like now's the right time versus you know trying to blow up as a hard rock band or like your Disney Channel band and everything?
1: That's a a really good question actually. I think we've always had the desire to break you know to break big like that's everyone's objective always um, Mm -hmm. you know so that we can be able to like afford to move out of our parents' houses and you know pay off debts and um, you know, your, your, your goal when you're in a career is always to try to like do your best and make it as far as you can. I think, um, the thing that maybe prevented us from it is that we just like, really ready emotionally. We didn't have like, I, I think when it comes down to it, we've always been really like an incredible live band and the people that are going to come see the show, you'll really notice that, um. That's always been evident to everybody who's worked with us and anybody who's seen us. But I think the problem was that our songs weren't really there yet. Like, we've always had, like, that sort of sprinkle in there, uh, and they were almost there. But I think it sort of took, um, it took being dropped, it took um, me having my heart broken, it took, like, kind of losing a lot um, and, and, and basically saying, like, okay, well, let's just throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks and, like, let's the record that we really would like to listen to over and over again rather than writing a record that, like, we think other people would like. Um, We said, finally, like, let's write a record that we would like. Um, And that's what we did with this one, and I think that's why um, it's really resonating with a lot of people. There's, like, this Rick Rubin quote that I saw on TikTok Mm -hmm. the other day that said that the audience should be the last person that you write for that that's the, the first person you should write for is yourself hundred percent he
0: did that um yeah <laughs> that's because uh yeah looking at your guys's history like you signed with island you were signed with columbia um and you yeah. kept kind of trying yeah. things it seemed like what uh you were kind of stuck <laughs> in the canadian hard rock industry for a while and it um i was reading yeah. about just like the artist support for canada and stuff but it can be hard to break out of canada
1: that's absolutely right. So in Canada, you you um, the, the government makes all radio stations, all television programs play 50% Canadian content. There's also tons of excellent grant systems. So our record was pretty much paid for, or at least paid in half by the Canadian government. So we have tons of, like, you know, security networks to help support and, um, and lift up Canadian artists, which is great. The problem is, like, those... Uh, lifelines aren't available when you start to tour Europe or start to America. Yeah. So a lot of Canadian bands that have, like, tour buses in Canada and are, like, played on the radio every single day, every single 10 minutes in, in our country, you know, don't, they're, they're, they kind of are humbled. I don't want to use that word. But <laughs> what I would use It's like, when they go to play, America frankly or, or countries in Europe, and they kind of have to start from the bottom and if you don't have that grit and tenacity to kind of weather the storm and climb your way up in in those markets where you don't have that support you're you're not you're not going to succeed over there, so a lot of Canadian bands kind of like get used to the luxury of playing in this country and stay here yeah uh, uh, it, it's it's a bit of like a a double-edged sword. Like, I'm so grateful to grow up, to, to to have the success and support that I do in Canada, but it, it can be really tough it, to make it in places.
0: I was going to say, that definitely feels very American of just like, yeah, if you want to come down here, it's Law of the Jungle, man. We'll eat you alive. You better be ready.
1: Yeah, well, it's that, and it's also like, every country plays, like, their own musicians first. I would say the yeah. only thing this when it comes to radio is pop music. But if you think about it, like I think, you know, Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes, Alicia Cara, The Weeknd, Drake—they're all from. They're actually all from where I live, basically.
0: No, like yeah, you're from Toronto, right?
1: Yeah. they're all from there, but they don't like. They don't really um, market themselves as Canadian artists, uh, and I think it's different in the pop world. Like they kind of make it big in America first before they make it big in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with bands. A lot of um, a lot of bands do the opposite, like and they make it big in Canada first, and then it's they have a very difficult time coming over. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: Jeez. Well, I, I obviously you know uh, you're killing it with this new single. Blame Brett um, is uh, if if I may, I might reveal the secret here. That's the not so secret uh, that Brett is Brett from the Glorious Sons, um, yeah. who we played <laughs> here on this station and everything. Is that a lot to have? I mean, because you know obviously with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and stuff, having a relationship in the limelight, but, like, having a breakup in the light and everything, like, has that... How has that been? Like, I, I noticed you you hit blame my ex a lot versus blame Brett. Uh, and I, I did see an article where he said he was cool about it. So just to make that clear and everything, but you guys are still friends and everything, is, but does that make things tough? Um. Yeah, well, gosh,
1: I was definitely... When I, when I started working on this, this record that's uh, Blame My Ex, um, I, I was sort of right before my breakup, um, but once my breakup happened, I was, I was sort of stuck in a strange position because I'm, I'm a very private person and I didn't really want to reveal anything what happened with, with Brett and I's relationship breaking up. But I did really want to talk about what I was going through emotionally. Yeah. And so my strategy was really to talk about like what happens to you after you have your heart broken and sort of write a record about, you know, rising up through the ashes of, like, all that pain and all that suffering and trying to find yourself again through, like, you know, new casual relationships, through friendships, through um, bonding with your band, um, and you bonding with yourself. And I think the funny thing about playing Brett, uh, like, I, I really like to play with humor in my <laughs> music, obviously. yeah um, But that song really isn't about... Brett, it all, the whole the song, like, the meat of it is in the verse, and I'm basically, you know, I'm the villain. I'm the one saying to my new partners, like, I'm not really ready for um, a relationship yet. I just want to, you know, have sex and have fun. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, But, LOL, don't blame me, blame my ex-boyfriend. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Passing off the accountability. It's a bit of a joke. And, you know, Brett did... I kind of I was, I was playing with this idea after a, a new sort of relationship was fizzling out for me, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to write about this. So I, call, I called Brett and asked him asked him if I could use his name. Nice. Blame Brett, like, really good alliteration. I tried, yeah. um, and he was okay with it. I don't think he expected it to blow up <laughs> as much as it did. And a lot of people have mentioned to me like that Brett has become like a new pejorative term. Like oh, for no. A, a and the way, like Karen has, oh, no, while. but nothing bad about. But also, like you know, um, it's just it's just songwriting, and it's it's all fun at the end. And he he has been very nice about it, and I think has come around too. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know the
0: Being,
1: song and the whole idea.
0: Yeah, so, it is what it is. You accept it. Hey, yeah. it's you know if if somebody's talking about him, that's good. You know, there's no such thing as bad I press, know. right? I was hoping the, the Gordon Sons would write a play of Jordan" song, frankly. <laughs> or you guys, you guys could do a collab and do both of them together. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> um, I don't think that. Right. <laughs> uh, speaking of collabs, I gotta ask about your collab with uh, Beach Weather. Um, mm-hmm. You've uh, mm-hmm. "My Body" featuring your lips, featuring mm-hmm. Beach Weather. I liked that a lot. Um, so let me mm-hmm. ask: How did you guys meet? And was Beach House in line in front of you guys when you were? Was it was it a whole bunch of beach bands all together?
1: So we do. It's funny. We do follow all the beach bands. We follow (laughs) Beach Bunny, Weather, um, Beach House, all of them. Um, (laughs) We're all in a group chat. No, we're not. Right. Uh, (laughs) um, But uh, I think the Beach Weather connection came from another Canadian band that we really like and admire. uh, They're called. They're called Valley. Um, They wrote a couple songs with us on the record. and we had heard about them through Valley. Valley was like, listen to this band. And then, you know, we always follow the charts and we saw Sex Drugs et cetera, climbing up. And so we, I think we started following them. They followed us back. And um, we were like, hey, we, uh, you know, kind of the way like colleagues will sometimes talk to each other on LinkedIn, being like, hey, I really like your stuff. We should maybe collab or work together one day. I think Nick was messaging Leandra. And... We were booking, we were booking like a, we wanted like an American act to do the Canadian tour with us. And so we're like, oh, we should do a double beach tour. And they signed up for the Blame My Ex tour across Canada, which was sick. And then as that was happening, we were finishing up the record and the last song that was just like not really lifting very much was My Body Featuring Your Mm -hmm. Lips. Our producer, Lowell, was like, well, you don't have any collabs or featured artists on this uh, record it might be fun to get like um like have have like a potential like not a love interest but the songs about you know sex and and love and stuff it might be fun to have like another person's perspective in the second verse and I we automatically all thought about Nick from Beach Weather one because we were going to be touring together and also because he's got like a very sexy voice that we that we thought would really lend itself to the the song and it just worked out perfectly um, and playing. That song live is like one
0: of my favorite moments of the tour. Hell yeah! Well, yeah. <laughs> speaking of, uh, it definitely is a is a hot song. Let me say that. If anybody yeah. hasn't checked it out, They're like, you get you'll get sweaty from it right there. <laughs> so, um, speaking of sexy voices, I wanted to thank you guys for mentioning cigarettes in your song so much. As a smoker oh. myself, that's just, it's been a thing lately with a lot of songs. I like how the the cigarette cachet has really gone up lately. Uh, do you think, does vaping yeah. lack the visual and poetic
1: punch? Yes, it does. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, me, and, me and my sister fight about this because she's a vaper and I'm a cigarette smoker. Um, <laughs> don't do it either for anyone who's like, Yeah, don't do
0: it. But.
1: Don't do it. Cigarettes are cool, but I think cigarettes are cooler and hotter, um, no, they have like, you know, a hundred yeah. years. They have, they've kind of got like a hundred years more of like sex sex appeal and, like, you know, movie propaganda and propaganda just in general. Yeah,
0: um, they look so great on camera.
1: They do. Um, <laughs> and it's, you know, I've, I've got a little bit of a, God, uh, what's it called? When you want to shove things in your, like, bite on things. Uh, oral. oral
0: fixation, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that I just, fit, fits right with, like, you're a singer and everything, so it's like, okay, well, it's just, it's all, yeah, doing doing mouth stuff. <laughs> I mean, uh, us in uh, us in radio do the same thing. There's a lot of smokers and vapors around here, so <laughs> makes sense. Uh, well, hey, I, I probably better uh we uh, get let you get on with your day here soon. Uh, Saturday nights, Black Sheep. Uh, what's your your main pitch if somebody is holding off on buying tickets? Uh, they've got to go visit their dying grandma. And they're like, should I do that or should I go see the beaches? What's your last pitch to say this is why you should go to the show.
1: Gosh, if you haven't <laughs> done enter it, go see them, for gosh sake. <laughs> but if you're looking for something fun to do and want to dance, laugh, cry, be moved, um, and see um, a band full of women, which there are not a lot of in America. For real? Not a lot of us. Uh, not a lot of us in your country. Mm-hmm. Um, come through. Um, I think it's going to be... Uh, we, we put on a fabulous show. I think you'll
0: have a great time. I'm, I'm really excited for it. Even just, you know, just listening to your guys' classic stuff, seeing the kind of new direction you're taking and everything. You can just feel there's a lot of, I don't know, a lot of heat behind you guys, a lot of excitement. So, like, now's the time to, to check you guys out before you're playing like massive arenas and the tickets are $300. So, yeah. <laughs> so- Hell yeah. Saturday night, tickets still available, x1039radio.com and blacksheeprocks.com. Jordan, you are awesome. Thanks for calling in, man. Uh, Really excited to see what you guys do in the future and everything, and excited to see you guys coming up on Saturday night. It's going to be badass. My
1: pleasure. Thank you for having
0: me. Awesome. Jordan from the beaches, uh, coming up Saturday night. All right. Thank you again, Jordan.